Uh, you know what makes me really, really sad about seconds 24 to 30, where Indy is feverishly unlocking Willie from a rectangular prison contraption. Oh. Yeah. Han oh, Solo. Good. Yeah, it is, if you watch good. it. Yeah. If you look at it, look at it. Minutes, uh, seconds 24 to 30. It's like Han Solo is dreaming that someone loves him and will come to his rescue. It's, it's clear as day. Yeah, it is. It's actually really, if you think of it that yeah. way, it's one of the saddest parts of the movie. <laughs> Well, it's it's at least punctuated by the fact that now we we know for sure that this is all a magic show because he does not burn himself at all on that molten hot. Oh know, yeah, that, was, that, that hot iron. Yeah, the Kali oven mitts were not around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It's amazing. <laughs> I did think of it. That was in my note, and I never said it. Anyway, so. that's okay. It's going on now. We'll it's it going on now. Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute the podcast where we get to the heart of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom one minute at a time. I'm Pete Mummert. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Jerry Porter. And today we're happy to welcome back J.W. Rinsler. He wrote The Complete Making of Indiana Jones, which we reference all the time on the show, as well as The Making of Star Wars, which I reference all the time in my personal life. <laughs> and he has a new book coming out I'm excited about. We'll chat about it a little bit at the end of this episode called All Up. Um, welcome back to the show, J.W. Rinsler. Uh, thanks. Yeah, it's great to be back. Woo! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we're excited to have you. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about Minute 87, which begins with Shorty helping Indy hoist Willie back up from the lava pit, and it ends with Indy pocketing the priceless treasures from the Temple of Doom altar. Um, I think I won the, toy, the, the coin toss, and I get to uh, call out the fact that happens at uh, second five, and that uh, Chatter Lol is alive. Yeah, <laughs> he's weirdly That's alive. Right. You can see him in the background yeah. crawling, like crawling on his hands and knees, like kind of slumped over away from the wheel. And uh, it's just huh. strange. Like we didn't know yesterday if he was actually dead, crushed under that thing. Uh, and it seems like maybe he made it, but I don't know what happens to him after this. Well, see, I, I have a theory here. I think this is clearly Kali magic right here, because, you know, if your heart is ripped out of your chest... Or if you've suffered a severe myocardial contusion, <laughs> it's all good. I mean, Kali has you covered. I mean, she has no problem keeping you alive if your ticker ain't talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, right. that's. I mean, clearly, according to the Temple of Doom and this specific church, uh, you know, that's one of Kali's talents. Yeah, she's good at yeah. that. She's all about the yeah. heart. <laughs> well, which makes me wonder and. Uh, Maybe, Jonathan, you can help us here. Uh, did, was there a different death? We, we talked about this a little bit last minute, a deleted scene possibly that Pete brought up. But, I mean, they, they had a different uh, death in mind for Chatterlal. And it, and, and it seems like right here he's still alive. He's crawling away. We don't really know. I mean, he doesn't resurface again. Right, right. 
you know, I don't, I don't, it's been a while. I don't recall what the different scripts had for him. Well, we did talk about, they had a, they had kind of a fight on the, on the cage and then Chatter Law ends up flying into the lava. But, the, and they, they actually, it looks like they filmed some of that because there seemed to be a, a couple of stills that leaked out from that eventually. But it doesn't seem like that matches what's here. So I don't know if these, I wonder if they did kind of pickup shots to get Chatter Law moving around on the floor or how they, how they reconciled that. I wonder if that just happened after this. I think what if he got up, because you said it was after Willie was out of the cage and he, she's not out of the cage yet. He's still bringing her up. Oh, that's true. So he could have brought her up and then mm. she's like, oh, look out. That guy who you thought was crushed under the wheel is still there. Oh, is that Chatter Lolly? doesn't have his glasses on. I didn't recognize him. He's got a knife. Get him, you know. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. It says he grabs, a, in this script, one of the early scripts, he grabs a gun from a guard on the ground and we'll see a guard on the ground in a minute. So maybe this is exactly what okay. you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's probably one of those things where you know, they the original thing was much longer, and they decided to cut it down. Uh-huh. Yeah, which they often do. Yeah, we've we've just we've discovered that they they've really cut a lot of the Chatterlaw scenes, and and uh, I guess a little bit of the, you know, his character development, or exactly what's going on in terms of how he's affiliated, or you discover earlier that he's a bad guy. Then um, I think we just discovered mm-hmm. that he's a bad guy a few minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, there. If I recall, there was a lot more, uh, you know, sort of political stuff going on in the earlier versions of the script, and then there was, uh, you know, pe- different people getting drinking the zombie poison, and it was much more mm-hmm. complex. And you know, mm-hmm. that's and that's what happened. I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure you guys remember at the end of Raiders, you know, the original ending was something like 25 minutes long, and and George cut it down to about half. And said, mm. "Told Spielberg, you know, you're never going to top the ending of Close Encounters. So let's not even try." <laughs> you know, wow, yeah. I think he, Spielberg, has a tendency to make things longer, and Lucas to sort of cut them back. And so it's probably what happened with the, this scene. Mm-hmm. He's still crawling around back there. It's a remnant. Well, do you think Lucas had a lot of control over the editing that was going on, or do you think this was all? Uh... Uh, for this one, I think he probably had less than on Raiders. And Raiders, sort of, Spielberg was bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in between this, what did Spielberg do? He did E.T., right? So, oh, yeah. I've seen that. Right. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think it was probably... And Spielberg has his own editor's name. I can never remember. It's the same guy who's edited all the films. Uh, and Michael Kahn. But, you know, I'm sure Lucas had his say. Mm-hmm. In, you know, there's uh-huh. probably some discussion back and forth. But I don't know uh-huh. for sure the short answer. Sure. Are they nice guys, Lucas and Spielberg? Uh, well, I know George a lot better, you know, 15, okay. 15 years of oh very cool yeah i i don't maybe you guys don't yeah i was worked at lucasfilm for 15 years and yeah george sort of whenever he had a book idea would would you know quite literally pick up the phone and call me so i knew him pretty well spielberg i only met uh once uh on i spent the day on the set which i'm sure i told you guys about last time for crystal skull mm-hmm. i dealt uh-huh. with his people as they say, quite a bit. But I, I didn't get to know. I didn't get to know Spielberg really at all. Although you know, he seemed very nice when I met him. Okay, I just I've, I've never had the chance to ask somebody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I could go on and on about George, but but the day I got to watch Spielberg direct was great. I mean, it was just amazing. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what what percentage of of these movies, these Indiana Jones movies, would you say is Spielberg, and what percentage would you, would you say is George? 
Well, it depends. You know, each one is different. I think the first one yeah. was had the most George in it, the Raiders movie, and uh-huh. then uh, I think it gets progressively more Spielberg, and then, and then mm-hmm. on the last uh, last one, Crystal Skull, I think. It might have been closer to fifty-fifty. I, I think that it was mo- it was definitely more Spielberg, but uh, I'm not. Sh- I mean, I was there while they made that one, and but uh-huh. and I but I I haven't talked about it with Spielberg and George didn't really want to talk about it. But it seems like you know at a certain point they kind of threw up their hands. <laughs> the movie uh-huh. was what it was. <laughs> you know? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, and you look at the shots. I mean, the visual effects shots that Spielberg was accepting, and I'm sure that ILM was horrified you know i just don't see how anybody i mean i'm not a visual effects expert but the those shots were you know they were about 45 percent done you know the shots uh-huh. of driving through the jungle and yeah. i think it, they just kind of threw up their hands that's oh, good enough whatever something something wow. was something weird was going on wow uh but but temple of doom i think there's about equal but in a sort of more united way and that they both are going through dark times. They both said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, George is going post-divorce, and Spielberg was like in the middle of a breakup, and mm-hmm. they did a darker movie than they intended. Mm-hmm. Do Do you think uh, when they reflect on it, they go, "We did a darker movie than we intended." Do they? You think that they yeah. feel that way? Like, wow, that was darker. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think so. Yeah, I think For they. Sure. I think they said we'll do this and we'll do that, and then they saw what, how it all ended up, and they went, "Ooh, boy!" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, America. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I don't know how old you guys are, but you know, I, I saw it in the cinema when it first came out, and when they started taking mm-hmm. hearts out of people's chests, the whole yeah. audience <laughs> said, "What the?" <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I was, uh, we, we're all about the same age, uh, you know, in our mm-hmm. in our mid-40s. And so we saw it when we were 12 or 13. And, you know, of course, we were like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah. But we, we've owned that, that part of it uh, the entire time. That's, that's yeah. pretty much what we're doing here today. <laughs> yeah, it had a big effect on you guys. It certainly oh, yeah. had. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, that whole summer did between this and Gremlins. Like, we were... yeah, we embraced the new PG thirteen rating. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was a good time to be going to the movies. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the eighties were good. Well, I, you know, I had heard that uh, Harrison Ford kind of kickstarted some of the Crystal Stall. You know, sort of push to to have that coalesce or come together. Is that is that your understanding? He, he was a little bit more the force behind that. He really wanted to do another one. Yeah, I think that's true. I think he really enjoys playing Indiana Jones. And then I know George was sort of thinking, well, I got to think up something until I can think, you know, until I can do that. You know, I don't right. want to do it. And then he and then mm-hmm. I think I do. I mean, you know, maybe I'm Lucas centric, but I think if they'd stuck to his idea that if you're going to do a movie in the 50s, and we're doing the B movie thing, then you have to do flying saucers. I agree mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I honestly been, do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it would have been so much more fun. And Spielberg just didn't want to have, didn't want to do that. He'd done too many, you know, alien movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he sort yeah. of blames it on uh, Independence Day coming out, like as they were having the idea or something. He's like, "Well, you can't have that many alien movies, can you?" Yeah, that's Wait true. A that's a good I think point. You could have plenty of alien. I movies. believe. Yeah, yeah. You can never. You can't have too many alien movies. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I mean, look, 
<laughs> Look at the success of Arrival, which barely had any aliens yeah. in it. Yeah. It's yeah. weird that you have to explain that to Steven Spielberg. He gave his E.T. and Close Encounters and War well, of the, the Worlds. He's the reason and... I love aliens today. <laughs> exactly, right. I know, War of the Worlds. I mean, how great was that scene when it comes out of the ground in the beginning? One of the greatest yeah. scenes in the yeah. history of cinema. That was crazy. And that guy can direct. Uh, one, thing that, one thing I just want to say, just because uh, I thought it was so funny in this clip that you guys sent, saved me, is when she kind of just barely is able to slap... <laughs> Indiana Jones. <laughs> yes. The sound effect is so funny. <laughs> ben Burt just goes all up on all faders. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's 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 interesting is is you know she she gives him a right slap, a right cross slap, and and Indy kind of you know he lurches the other direction, and it's exactly right. like that one punch in in the plane scene in Raiders. <laughs> yeah. He kind of gets. Too. That side punch and he twists the other direction. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> well, right. this is and this is one of those scenes I think would have had a lot more weight if they had been able to film the scene where Indy goes up and will you know Willie escapes from the thuggies earlier on and goes up to get help, and then Indy comes up under the collie blood and prevents her from doing it. And I think if mm. that had been in the film, this slap would have had a little more gravity behind yeah. it too. Because mm-hmm. then you really understand, oh, right. she really gets that he was in this black sleep. Yeah. Although he did just, you know, put her in a cage and lower her into a... That's true. Pit of <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. She, she has reason to be upset. She's irked. What's funny is that his uh, reconciliation with um, Short Round is actually much more heartfelt than his reconciliation with uh, uh, oh, yeah. Willie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Willie's like, yeah, I, I'm obliged to kiss you. You know, I've got to do that. But then with the kid, it's like, we're, we're soul brothers, man. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go kick some ass. Yeah. Uh, what's funny is is what I was thinking is you know when you know Willie slaps and Marion punches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of they do they do uh, receive the same sound effects treatment. <laughs> that's yeah. true. That doesn't quite seem fair because as Marion even said that she learned to. Did you say she learned to hate him or learned to hit him? In the last 10 years. She learned she to hate him. Yeah, she oh, okay. learned yeah, to hate, hate him in the last 10 years. <laughs> but the punch probably comes with the hate. So maybe if he ditches Willie and then runs into her again in 10 years, she yeah. can punch him with the exact same sound effect. <laughs> like, That's true. Fisted. She'll discover the beauty of a closed fist. Yeah. <laughs> well, and right before we, we get Willie in the slap, um, I like that you've got Short Round operating the winch. And Indy says, give me some slack. And I wondered if that line was kind of... It almost seems like a plea from George Lucas and Steven Spielberg here. Lighten <laughs> <laughs> up, will you? <laughs> but I like, like, he's a kid, and he, he obviously, when he's watching, when they're watching that heart ripping ceremony, you can totally see him sitting there, like, watching the winch guy the whole time, like, oh, look at that. That's cool. I want to do that. <laughs> and then when he gets a chance, this is like, yes. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt your back, kid, when you're about 28. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we were talking about last minute. Like, it looked like Shorty was fighting a guy, or he was torching a guy right up, kind of at the edge of the screen. Yeah. And when he's giving some slack to Indy, you can see two guys lying on the ground, one's completely covered in blood. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. What's he been doing? Yeah. Shorty, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> but, and I wonder, did Shorty torch the one guy and he woke up and killed the other guy, or did Shorty just dispatch both of these guys? It's probably best we don't find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of the things I think is really funny during this whole thing is the amazingly passive, you know, thuggies on the other side of the abyss. Yeah. They're sitting there for about yeah. 25 minutes. Not one of them's 
if they're that crazy, shouldn't they be trying to jump across, even if they fall to their death? I mean, shouldn't they be doing something <laughs> instead of just waving their arms about? They're really... Well, they're exactly like, it's exactly like a video game crowd. Like, we sort of talked this a little bit of, in Raiders at one point, but they act like a, a background scene in a video game where they kind of do the same animation mm-hmm. over and over. Yeah, they're like a GIF crowd. <laughs> well, and it's a gift crowd. Well, and, uh, Tom, you mentioned you know it calls back to uh, you know all the the uh, denizens of Tanis, you know, or the uh, you know the the, the streets yeah. of Cairo, yeah. where yeah. we we can't really determine you know who who's you know who they're cheering for in yeah. Raiders, you know, in that that entire sequence. I feel they're the same way yelling. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's the same way here. You you wonder, are they because they had the exact same reaction to uh, Willie kissing Indy as they had when Indy was fighting Chatter Law. Yeah. And are they just generally happy to watch entertainment and that they're cheering for that, or are they? <laughs> they're excited to see anything right. that's not a heart being pulled out. <laughs> I, wow. I think they just they just like a general rumpus. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, it's as if they didn't shoot quite enough coverage of those guys, and then Spielberg just says, "Oh my god, yeah, that's what I have. This is all I." Or the editor said, "This is all I've got." <laughs> I mean, run some of it backwards, maybe. I don't know. You know what made me laugh is you know that that kiss that uh, you know shared between Willie and Indy, and then you see short round smile, and he's got it's kind of this little creepy smile, like, I'm going to hear all about that later. <laughs> well, you know, I was watching, it's kind of funny to see how short, just in this one minute you guys sent, if you watch it without the sound, to see sort of how the editor Spielberg cuts to short round to cover certain things. It's, mm. it's interesting, like first when, when Indy's taking... Uh, Willie out of the cage she he kind of pulls her out but you don't want to have the whole thing of her pu- getting out walking over here getting in position so he can kiss her <laughs> so you cut back to sh- cut back to short round and he's smiling and then there's uh Indy with looking at the skull with the with the sacred stones in it so you cut to short round and I think that's because I don't think you can take the stones out of those that skull I think they were probably built into it oh oh they like screw them in like a light bulb or like yeah, exactly. That's they were screwed hysterical. in. So if you oh, pulled wow. them out, there'd be like a there'd be a cord behind it or something, and that would look pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to cut back to you know you guys have to unplug it or something. So then you, you know so then you he, you know you see him in front, and you can tell he's not doing anything because he can't really take them out. So then they cut to short round, and the short round gets the sack and throws it to him, and he, then he's shoving the Sankara stones into the sack. <laughs> so it's got, I just love that sort of movie magic, you know, covering yeah. your, yeah. you it's know, cool. how yeah. can you, how can you cheat? <laughs> well, and then we, we very specifically gets Indy's theme right there. Oh, it sure. makes it makes a cameo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A strong cameo. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. The music is great. It's ironic too, because when he runs over there, his, uh, he's running as though his back is absolutely killing him. Yeah. He's running, like <laughs> yeah. super stiff. And like like my yeah. dad, it looks just like my dad when he's running. Like that. And I never noticed before until I started watching this really carefully. You can see like a giant black singe mark on his side. Oh really? Oh wow! Yeah, there's like there's a giant like where he got where Shorty Guess burned him. That makes him. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like second forty eight. Wow. Oh Tommy. Good continuity. What? I have horrible, yeah, horrible, horrible news for you. Okay. And uh, yeah, you're not it. you're not gonna be able to sleep tonight. Oh, God. All right. Yeah, this is going to be tough for you. Um, 
If we can all go to second 54 mm-hmm. and freeze on shorty running, yeah. maybe maybe watch that second. Yeah. I'm going to let you do it and, and take a look I'm at there. the background. Like Maybe go to second like 52 and just let that kind of play. Yeah. Tell me, tell me why I'm going to ruin your evening. <laughs> oh, it's really bad, too. Is Willie some kind of a statue? Oh, Pete, we have a tote Willie scarecrow. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Is it? Okay, because she's... Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't see that. Oh, God. Oh, it is. You know what? That really actually just creepy. scared me. That actually just... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that is so crazy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I knew it. Pete, can we please cue the uh, the psycho knife plunging sound effect? Oh, I need a minute. We got oh another... Oh, my gosh. We got another... We got another tote scarecrow second. That's yeah. very creepy. I'm oh sorry, my gosh. Tommy. I'm okay, sorry because, to do that. Okay, to in you. the next minute, I didn't know what she was doing. She's like doing something weird back there that I don't understand, but that's in the next minute. But I did not see. Oh my God, I did not see <laughs> it's that. It's really bad. It is really, <laughs> really creepy exorcist levels creepy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my creepy. God. I'm not going to be okay. Second 54. <laughs> well, we should explain to Jonathan uh, in, yes, in, in Raiders. <laughs> um,. The most disturbing minute for Tom, you know, wasn't the face melting or any of that stuff. The the, the smiley guy getting pushed off, you know, <laughs> pushed off a cliff. It was this one shot where they, uh, you know, Belloc's car pulls into uh, Omar's garage, right? And there's one shot where you see everybody right. in the car, but there's it's like they have this scarecrow stand-in for tote. And just it, for like it's one cl- shot. Yeah. yeah, just for yeah. one shot. It's clearly not a human being, and it's just like this <laughs> scarecrow draped in black with a black hat, and that just ruined Tommy's year. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a new hard time now. We kind of have to, you know. I just, I, you know, obviously being one of his best friends, I need to try and find a way to ruin <laughs> this year, this season for, for him. Jerry. <laughs> well, it's like you guys are you guys are kind of by watching this stuff so carefully, it's almost as if, you know, you were there while they made it and you can't watch it again anymore. You can't watch it uh, innocently <laughs> That's anymore. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You know too much. Well, it was it, one of my biggest reservations of doing this was just <laughs> are yeah. you sure you want to you know ruin these movies that i love <laughs> by watching them one minute yeah. at a time which is just torture <laughs> it's a horrible idea yeah it's really collateral damage <laughs> but, you know, yeah you can wait 10 years and watch them again oh yeah yeah there we go yeah. Actually, and 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 you learn a ton not only about the movie but just about things in life. Like what, you know, what type of snakes are indigenous to where and I didn't know some bats are diurnal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah. They're just some of them are uh, they're active during the day. You know, you just ah. assume bats, but yeah, we see Temple of Doom, the bats are flying around during the day, which some oh, bats right, right. actually do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've, I saw some in uh, Australia do that. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Big ones. Uh, but just because we're doing this, uh, I just want to brag for no, just because they're right there in the middle of the thing. <laughs> I, I, I've held San, those, those Sankaras. They made a lot of them. And there's, and there's oh, a, wow. like oh, wow. seven or eight of them in the, ar- in the archives. So I've held them in my hand. I, and I was wow. tempted to juggle a few. 
It did not. Because <laughs> the would have had a heart attack. <laughs> Are they heavy? No, they're not heavy. I mean, there's different ones. There were some that were made to light up. Uh, okay, the ones yeah. they have are just sort of, you know, there's a kind of some material in them that makes it look a little bit like they're glowing. But there's a there's a bunch of them in the archives. And then if you visit Skywalker Ranch, they, when you go to the main house, uh, sort of the main house where George has his office, and the, the main floor, there's a display case that has some Indiana Jones stuff in it. They have his hat and his whip. Uh -huh. They have a holy, they have one of the holy grails. And they also have uh, some of the stones in there, too. And if you, oh, if you wow. guys are ever in the area, look me up. I'll, I'll try and get, <laughs> maybe you can try and go see them together. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. I'm, I'm just still laughing because you said there's seven or eight Sankara stones. How do you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, Mola Ram's going to get the fifth one and be just profoundly disappointed. <laughs> Um, anything else anybody have on minute 87? Oh, wait a second. I'm getting come, something coming through here. Oh, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> Booster this game. This is in from <laughs> Professor <laughs> Christy Porter. <laughs> um, <laughs> who are the Sigma Chi's rooting for here? <laughs> <laughs> I love that everybody's confused by that because I thought I was yeah. the only one. Yeah, as you're talking about the the pledge class that yeah. is uh, the the Temple of Doom acolytes. Totally <laughs> sitting there. We're, oh, we're, they definitely we're, look like a pledge class. Yeah. Yeah, we're as we're <laughs> we're talking. We're we're confused who they're rooting for and what they're rooting for. If uh, they just you know they get excited anytime somebody has a uh, myocardial trauma. <laughs> well, I I do like then this minute ends. You know, you get this. It, just the beginning of this really nice moment with Shorty, but you get a, a sort of a really beautiful version of the Raiders March. And I think it's very fitting that it happens right as he's looting a church. So it's like old <laughs> Indy is back. It's what he does. <laughs> right. Point. He's in his element. <laughs> and, it, and he hands him his hat, right? The hat is for some reason his soul, you know, in all the movies. Yeah. He, <laughs> right. he never oh, lose yeah. his hat. Yep. Excellent. Well, uh, Jonathan, you've got a book coming out. I'm excited to hear a little bit about. Um, I'm a big fan of kind of the early space age, and I know a lot of people listening to this are. Uh, so maybe you could tell us a little bit about your new novel. Well, sure. I, I'm um, pretty excited to talk about it. Uh, you guys are officially the first podcast that I'm talking about it on. Awesome. Oh, great. Wow, and, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, so I thank you for that. And, uh, it, you know, it was a book that uh, I guess you could say it was in the making since uh, I stayed up and watched the first moonwalk, you know, back in 1969. Uh -huh. And it blew my six-year-old mind. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, obviously I didn't say I'm going to start writing the book then. But uh, <laughs> many years later, actually right after uh, the uh, Star Wars celebration for episode three, I was driving around the country and ended up in Huntsville where, you know, I was pretty ignorant and didn't know how important Huntsville was in the whole uh -huh. uh, history of NASA and Apollo and everything. And I went to the museum there and and uh, saw all these books with, you know, Nazis on the cover. And I mm -hmm. thought, what is going on here? Because I really <laughs> didn't know much of anything. Uh, I uh, just hadn't had yeah. time to, to do the research. So I do dove in and for years just did nothing but read about it and... Uh, read every book I could get a hold of and I realized this was I thought this could make a good novel this would this would could be great historical fiction 
and then I, you know, I sort of, t sort of say, well, let's wait a year and see if you still want to write it. And so, I, and I wanted to see if the idea was really good, if it really stuck. And so it did. And then, so it took me about three to four years of, or of really very intense research, you know, specifically devoted to the book and then writing. And, uh, and I thought, you know, I'd write like, like a 150 page almost novella just to sort of tell people how, or show people how exciting the story was, but it turned out to be more of an epic. It's, it's, uh, more like Game of Thrones length. Wow. James wow. Mishner length, which, which when you, when you think about it is right, because it's, it, it's really four or five stories in one. The book follows the, it, it's sort of the, the bio, biographies of, uh, the main players, you know, starting with Robert Goddard and, uh, the Russian Korolev and, uh, the German American Werner von Braun, but really German, uh -huh. uh, and um, and then Jack Parsons, the sort of crazy occultist, explosive experts, you know, who co-founded the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, uh -huh. and it, you know, you can't make this stuff up. The the stories that what these guys lived through was so amazing. And Korolev survived the Gulag. Uh, Werner von Braun had, you know, just his life was unbelievable, you know, yeah. working at, basically as a Nazi. I mean, of course, that's debatable. And people have been debating it for a while. Uh, but, you know, having showing Hitler around and then the same guy is showing John F. Kennedy around. Yeah. I mean, wow. they're the only they're the only he's the only one. Uh -huh. And uh, and his passion for space travel uh, was, you know, inspired really two whole nations, really, Germany mm -hmm. and then America. Uh -huh. And uh, and then, of course, the astronauts are important. And then you have the stuff that you can't talk. And this is why I decided to do it as a novel and not nonfiction. Mm -hmm. There's just a whole slew of stuff you can't talk about, which is not 100% verifiable, mm. uh -huh. uh, which is, you know, the, wh what are the connections to UFOs? Uh, Freemasonry, you know, Buzz Aldrin took a Freemason flag up to the moon with him. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. What were there? Yeah, yeah. They were many of them were Freemasons in the administration and many of the astronauts, and uh, all sorts of things that you can't really talk about if you're going to be an historic, you know, if you're going to be an academic or a, uh -huh. you know a legitimate historian. But as a right. novelist, you have more latitude, whatever you want to call it, to go into go into these things and also into the minds of the characters and try to imagine what they were thinking, but. But I, I, you know, I tried to stay as close to the verifiable facts as I could, and, and it's just such an amazing story, and uh, I've tried really hard to tell it as, as well <laughs> as, I, as I could, and I, you know, I'm very excited because in about two and a half weeks, you guys can read it, and I just, I hope that people are going to enjoy it. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. And you can, you can find it on jwrinsler.com, I think, right? Like there's some... Yeah, you can pre-order it now. And it's only two ninety nine now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm practically giving it away. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm, I'm super excited and I've already pre-ordered mine and I definitely urge everybody listening to go check it out at jwrinsler.com. Thank you very much. Yeah, I hope yeah. you enjoy it. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like something you've been working on and, and certainly thinking about for a long time. Yeah, for for yeah, it was roughly I don't know four years in the making, maybe five. Wow. But, uh, and uh, I'm hoping that that it's uh, the people enjoy it, so I can you know write the next one. <laughs> yeah. 
Cool. Cool. And we'll put a link to that also on our website. If you want to visit us at uh, indianajonesminute.com, we'll have a link up there and we'll put a link up on our Facebook group as well, Indiana Jones Minute and the Listener's Crusade. And otherwise, you can join us right back here tomorrow for Minute 88 of the Indiana Jones Minute. I'm sorry to do that to you, Tommy. I'm all freaked out. <laughs> I'm all freaked out. That was a tough minute for you. I'm sorry to do that to you. Second 54. <laughs> it's pretty dark. Pretty dark.